Section 26 of Ancient Poems, Ballads, and Songs of the Peasantry of England. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Beautiful Lady of Kent, or The Seaman of Dover. We have met with two copies of this genuine English ballad. The older one is without printer's name, but from the appearance of the type and the paper, it must have been published about the middle of the last century. It is certainly not one of the original impressions, for the other copy, though of recent date, has evidently been taken from some still older and better edition in the modern broadside the ballad is in four parts whereas in our older one there is no such express division but a word at the commencement of each part is printed in capital letters part one a seaman of dover whose excellent parts for wisdom and learning had conquered the hearts of many young damsels of beauty so bright of him this new ditty in brief i shall write and show of his turnings and windings of fate his passions and sorrows so many and great and how he was blessed with true love at last when all the rough storms of his troubles were past now to be brief i shall tell you the truth a beautiful lady whose name it was ruth a squire's young daughter near sandwich in kent proves all his heart's treasure his joy and content unknown to their parents in private they meet where many love lessons they'd often repeat with kisses and many embraces likewise she granted him love and thus gain the prize she said i consent to be thy sweet bride whatever becomes of my fortune she cried the frowns of my father i never will fear but freely will go through the world with my dear a jewel he gave her in token of love and vowed by the sacred powers above to wed the next morning but they were betrayed and all by the means of a treacherous maid she told her parents that they were agreed with that they fell into a passion with speed and said ere a seaman their daughter should have they rather would follow her corpse to the grave the lady was straight to her chamber confined here long she continued in sorrow of mind and so did her love for the loss of his dear no sorrow was ever so sharp and severe when long he had mourned for his love and delight close under the window he came in the night and sung forth this ditty my dearest farewell behold in this nation no longer i dwell i am going from hence to the kingdom of spain 
because i am willing that you should obtain your freedom once more for my heart it will break if longer thou liest confined for my sake the words which he uttered they caused her to weep yet nevertheless she was forced to keep deep silence that minute that minute for fear her honoured father and mother should hear part two soon after bold henry he entered on board the heavens a prosperous gale did afford and brought him with speed to the kingdom of spain there he was a merchant some time did remain who finding that he was both faithful and just preferred him to places of honour and trust he made him as great as his heart could request yet wanting his ruth he with grief was oppressed so great was his grief it could not be concealed both honour and riches no pleasure could yield in private he often would weep and lament for ruth the fair beautiful lady of kent now while he lamented the loss of his dear a lady of spain did before him appear bedecked with rich jewels both costly and gay who earnestly sought for his favour that day she said gentle swain i am wounded with love and you are the person i honour above the greatest of nobles that ever was born then pity my tears and my sorrowful mourn i pity thy sorrowful tears he replied and wish i were worthy to make thee my bride but lady thy grandeur is greater than mine therefore i am fearful my heart to resign oh never be doubtful of what will ensue no matter of danger will happen to you at my own disposal i am i declare receive me with love or destroy me with care dear madame don't fix your affection on me you are fit for some lord of a noble degree that is able to keep up your honour and fame i am but a poor sailor from england who came a man of mean fortune whose substance is small i have not wherewith to maintain you withal sweet lady according to honour and state now this is the truth which i freely relate the lady she lovingly squeezed his hand and said with a smile ever blessed be the land that bred such a noble brave seaman as thee i value no honours thou art welcome to me my parents are dead i have jewels untold besides in possession a million of gold and thou shalt be lord of whatever i have grant me but thy love which i earnestly crave then turning aside to himself he replied i am 
courted with riches and beauty beside this love i may have but my ruth is denied wherefore he consented to make her his bride the lady she clothed him costly and great his noble department both proper and straight so charmed the innocent eye of his dove and added a second new flame to her love then married they were without longer delay now here we will leave them both glorious and gay to speak of fair ruth who in sorrow was left at home with her parents of comfort bereft part three when under the window with an aching heart he told his fair ruth he soon must depart he told his fair ruth he so soon must depart her parents they heard and well pleased they were but ruth was afflic afflicted with sorrow and care but ruth was afflicted with sorrow and care now after her lover had quitted the shore they kept her confined a fall twelvemonth or more and then they were pleased to set her at large with laying upon her a wonderful charge to fly from a seaman as she would from death she promised she would with a faltering breath Net nevertheless the truth you shall hear she found out a way for to follow her dear then taking her gold and her silver also in seaman's apparel away she did go and found out a master with whom she agreed to carry her over the ocean with speed now when she arrived at the kingdom of spain from city to city she travelled amain inquiring about everywhere for her love who now had been gone seven years and above in cadiz as she walked along in the street her love and his lady she happened to meet but in such a garb as she never had seen she looked like an angel or beautiful queen with sorrowful tears she turned her aside my jewel is gone i shall ne'er be his bride but nevertheless though my hopes are in vain i'll never return to old england again but here in this place i will now be confined it will be a comfort and joy to my mind to see him sometimes though he thinks not of me since he has a lady of noble degree now while in the city fair ruth did reside of a sudden this beautiful lady she died and though he was in the possession of all yet tears from his eyes in abundance did fall as he was expressing his piteous moan fair ruth came unto him and made herself known he started to see her but seemed not coy said he now my sorrows 
are mingled with joy the time of the morning he kept it in spain and then he came back to old england again with thousands and thousands which he did possess then glorious and gay was sweet ruth in her dress part four when over the seas to fair sandwich he came with ruth and a number of persons of fame then all did appear most splendid and gay as if it had been a great festival day now when that they took up their lodgings behold he stripped off his coat of embroidered gold and presently borrows a mariner's suit that he with her parents might have some dispute before they were sensible he was so great and when he came in and knocked at the gate he soon saw her father and mother likewise expressing their sorrow with tears in their eyes to them with obeisance he modestly said pray where is my jewel that innocent maid whose sweet lovely beauty doth thousands excel i fear by your weeping that all is not well no no she is gone she is utterly lost we have not heard of her twelve months at most which makes us distracted with sorrow and care and drowns us in tears at the point of despair i'm grieved to hear these sad tidings he cried alas honest young man her father replied i heartily wish she'd been wedded to you for then we this sorrow had never gone through sweet henry he made them this answer again i'm newly come home from the kingdom of spain from whence i have brought me a beautiful bride and am to be married to-morrow he cried and if you will go to my wedding said he both you and your lady right welcome shall be they promised they would and accordingly came not thinking to meet with such persons of fame all decked with their jewels of rubies and pearls as equal companions of lords and of earls fair ruth with her love was as gay as the rest so they in their marriage were happily blessed now as they returned from the church to an inn the father and mother of ruth did begin their daughter to know by a mole they behold although she was clothed in a garment of gold with transports of joy they flew to the bride oh where hast thou been sweetest daughter they cried thy tedious absence has grieved us sore as fearing alas we should see thee no more dear parents said she many hazards i run to fetch home my love and your dutiful son receive him with joy for tis very well known he seeks not your wealth he's enough of his own 
Her father replied, and he merrily smiled. He's brought home enough, and he's brought home my child. A thousand times welcome you are, I declare, whose presence disperses both sorrow and care. Full seven long days in feasting they spent, the bells in the steeple they merrily went and many fair pounds were bestowed on the poor the like of this wedding was never before end of the beautiful lady of kent or the seaman of dover